Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. This week, we have Jim Parkin, Brent DeVries, and myself, Ashley Chandler. Welcome back. How's your week? Good. How was your week? You're back on oh the Oh my mend. God. I'm alive. Wow. I'm, I cannot remember the last time I've ever been sick like that ever. I was in bed with a fever from Sunday night until Friday morning is when it finally broke. So I, my spine hurt, like everything was sore. I was so fatigued. Nick brought me all my meds and my food. I mm-hmm. didn't get up unless I absolutely had to. It was, it was horrible. That's terrible. Yeah. And during all that, Nick had to take in our oldest for the flu, oh. who didn't get it nearly as bad as I did. And then the youngest two both had an ear infection. So he was super dad of the year all last week. That's gross. I know. It was terrible. It was one of those times where you just get so sick that it's like, mm, maybe one day in a it's few years I'll though. wake up. All those things you hear about. Like yeah. I had a patient today. And we get there, we're in, like, fully helping this dude out, like, super low blood pressure, super sick. And his wife is telling us he's been diagnosed with TB. Okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like, why didn't you say so <laughs> when Please. I was in the driveway, bro? Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> but we find that what she meant was traumatic brain injury and not tuberculosis. Oh, uh, TB is a little bit different so- than TBA. Oh. So TBI, different. TBI, TB. yes, it's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so today I thought we'd talk about, because Brent, you recently kind of have maybe officially, unofficially retired from the EMS service. Yeah, at least at least stepped away for uh-huh. a while. So see, the, see the comeback's not off the table. I see. It's one of those things that once you've done it, you've, you know, there's always that chance yeah. that you're going to go back. So you're going to keep all your licenses up to date and everything? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'll keep my paramedic license, um, my ACLS and stuff like that. I'm not going to worry about that for now. That's just a class I'd have to right. retake. Yeah, those are easy to get back into. Right, yeah. Um, okay. But the big thing is the, the actual medic license. That's the one that's tough to get back. Yes, yeah. I am not going through the class again. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> no going back. No. no. I'll go back and be an EMT or something. So what are the, so explain a little bit just for folks that don't understand. Cause I, I, I know I did this in the very beginning. I would call everybody a paramedic or everybody an ambulance driver or something really dumb. <laughs> well, the MFR, just, MFR is the, the, the base. That's like the start. Okay. So that's the medical first responder. Then there's the EMTB, which is the basic, and they're the middle. And then there's the EMTP, which is the paramedic. Well, that was the top. Now there's the um, critical care medics, and right. there's the flight medics, and there's you know s- more specialty areas. But yeah, so that's the, on the road. Normally, the medic is the highest licensure, and that's that's when you get all the pressure. That's right. 
EMT is, you know, kind of plugging the holes and stopping the, the leaks and, you know, making sure that they're breathing and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then the medic just is like the next step up okay. to try and fix it right? until you get to the hospital and they can really fix it, I guess. Right. Makes sense. I learned a lot being an EM, when I was an EMT. Um, I had um, a really good partner, actually, Brian Holcomb. <laughs> <laughs> he was my partner for a long time, and he was a very good medic. Um, and then I had Dave Ben for a partner for a little bit, and he's very meticulous. He He's a good medic. He knows his stuff. Um, so I, you know, I got to learn from from some good medics um, while I was going through my medic class. That's cool. So everything started yeah, kind of tying together. Um, yeah, that's a huge benefit. Yeah, definitely. So how long has it been, how many months since you have been out of service? It was a year, December 30th. Okay. So I've been out for a year, a little over a year. So kind of like the the focus tonight was, so what's that like? You know, being like, for like when I left the military, right? So you're, every year in this this group, this platoon of, of scouts or whatever, whatever your MOS is, you're with this tight-knit group of guys, then all of a sudden, you're not. Right. And it's, I mean, it was much different, right? Because we had no, uh, there's no, when I got out of the Army, there wasn't Facebook. For that matter. Whole different world. There wasn't right? MySpace, wasn't. So, like, being, that being said, for you guys, you guys both, I mean, well, your wife, Leanne, she went on to be a nurse, but you both kind of stepped away pretty close to the same time. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, we've had this conversation before. Everyone always talks about the family. You know, um, EMS is a family, and, you know, we've got each other's backs and all this stuff, and it's not really true. Um when you're working, you, it's true. Right. Um, once you leave EMS, you just don't hear from those people anymore. It's it's no different than any other job. Um, you're doing a job that this person is doing. It's they just happen to work for a different company. Right. But with EMS, it's different because we run into each other on the road all the time. So we get to know each other you know, the different companies, different people were all doing the same job. So, you know, it's a big family and we do look out for each other on the road. But once you leave that, you're, you're just gone. Right. You don't hear from people in EMS anymore. Um, I have a couple people that I talk to still, uh, from EMS. And I mean, obviously you're one of them. Um, Brian, he's not in EMS anymore, but, you know, we've always, right. me and Brian have always been pretty close. Uh, you know, I got there's a couple people that I still talk to. Um, but other than that, I mean, out of the, the couple hundred people, right. you know, that are your family um, or your brothers or sisters or whatever they want, you know, whatever you want to call it, they're, they just, it's, they're gone. It's like overnight. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's one day you're in, and then you're out, and you, you that's it. You're out. Nobody calls you. Nobody talks to you. 
you know, you, you might get a like on Facebook for something you post or you know, something <laughs> stupid like that. But other than that, it's it's just like any other job. I mean, when you're done, you're done. Yeah. Unless you made a, a close friend or some close friends, then you might stay in contact. Um, when I left private EMS, and this, see, there's, a, there's a big difference between private EMS and like the municipality stuff, like the fire department. Right. Because I was on the fire department um, at North Oakland Fire for 10 years. When I left there, when I resigned, I, I got my 10-year pin from, from Chief Lentz, and I think it was maybe, I, it was that, the day I talked to him, I, I told him I had to resign, so I, had to, I wrote my, my letter of resignation. And leaving there actually was hard. Like, that hurt to leave there. Right. Leaving EMS, private EMS, was like getting out of prison. <laughs> I mean... That's pretty rough. Yeah. I, I just... Uh, it was like uh, after now, a couple to, weeks... Let's try to, like, apples to apples type this. Like, how often would you hang out with coworkers outside of shift, though? Like, how much community did you have as far as, like, doing life together as friends and stuff during the week outside of work. Was well, there much of that? Cause when at you first, the first, uh, probably five years, six years or so, um, it was pretty regular. We all hung out a lot and it was always at the bar. Like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like an every weekend thing almost, you know? Okay. Uh, but then over time, I think I think the longer you're in it, the more you just start pulling away from that for most people. Um, and, you know, you, like they'll have the big thing like the choir practice and like, you know, you might, you might stop by for that, but you don't go out every weekend with the peop- these people right. anymore. Um, you kind of just, when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. Um, once in a while, you might hang out with somebody. Um, and then there's the benefits uh, for, you know, like the, we've had a few for the county officers um, that ended up with uh, cancer and stuff, and they did, they did benefits for them. So, you know, I went to you that stuff. stuff there, yeah. um, but other than that, no, I didn't. I mean, uh, my partner, when I left, was actually, he's a member of the road docks. Okay. So I still see him, and we hung out quite a bit. Um, but other than that, no, I didn't, I didn't, we just kind of kept to ourselves. And It's uh, very true. Privatized EMS. I've been at Swartz for 16 years, and I've never really hung out with anybody other than Brian. Yeah. You know, like the whole time, like there's never been a time because I never went to Granite. I started there when I was 34. It was like little did I know that a year later I'd be in the middle of a divorce, you know, and just and things like that. And then with that going into my medic program and being focused elsewhere. But like you were saying, with municipality, with the fire department, even with the guys I'm back with now in, in Grand Blank City, that we are always together. There's always something. There's always a reason to help this guy move this thing from his house 
Cool. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different feel. And, and plus with that, as far as like what our departments were or are, um, we're in our community. That's, that's our community that right. we were serving. So a lot of the people you get to know there live in the community with you. Right. Um, like I've got, I still, I still stop by the station. You know, I'll stop by in the summertime when I'm out on my bike or something. I'll, the bay doors will be open. I'll swing in, and and Jeremy will be, you know, sitting out in the bay talking with with uh, the captain or whatever. And I'll stop in and say hi. Um, one of my buddies that I went through academy with, uh, he's uh, one of the full timers there now. He's a lieutenant, and I talk to him almost every day. That's cool. You know, that's really cool. Right. Um, other guys that were on the department that left, um, I still talk to them sometimes. It's it's completely different. It's a totally different thing. Um, like I said, when I left the fire department, that was that was hard. Um, but EMS, it was like after a couple of weeks, I was you know I just kind of was like, wow, this you know like it's real. I'm not doing it anymore, and it was. It was nice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It felt yeah. great. I kind of was, you know, like, I'm free. I can just do what I want to do. I can find something else. But at the same time, I, I love to be a paramedic. Yeah. Then I started looking at the fire department again because I can go back there and be a firefighter medic again. But I ha- I'm wrestling with that because I have to shave my beard and I love my beard. <laughs> So. Sounds like your wife really loves your beard too. <laughs> yeah, <she laughs> the two of you awesome. grooving over your beard. Right. I yeah. I, you know, I think folks that aren't part of a church community, like I even at the schools, right? Like right. if you have friends where your kids are doing stuff together, then you might become friends with the other moms that are does that do the brownies group or the other parents that do the soccer or something like that. So right. I imagine there's a little bit of a lot of families, you know, they revolve around their, their kids and their schedules and right. what they do as a family. And I'm sure that has a big impact as far as how they do community, you know, with yeah. their families and stuff too. Yeah. With, with the fire department too, um, my family, like I brought my family there. Right. My family was more involved there when we had an open house or even if I was just on shift, you know, for the night, then they would come up. Uh, when there was a fire department function, the family went. But in private EMS, it was like, I don't want to go there because I, I'm i there all the time. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go. And, yeah, there's it's EMS week, but it's my day off. So, no, I don't want to so, go yeah, to the hospital. Exactly. You know. I, okay. And that's, honestly, for this ministry, that is part of the hang-up. Right. Because people do that with those people all the time. Right. You know, so it's to break that kind of thing, to give for us to be able to provide more of that that municipal feelings, you know, like a a vision or a mission that people can kind of revolve around and put their focus on would change that dynamic. Excuse me. But for a lot of people, like... I don't want to be at my four days a week job any more than I have to be. Right. You know, well, and I lo- like same. I love being a paramedic. 
wouldn't want to do anything else. Don't want to be a nurse. Nope. Don't want to be a cop. You know, I don't, I applaud those who do, but that ain't my deal. Right. I like what I'm doing. But then, like you said, like you're very intentional about your schedule too, and the the shifts that you that you do. Right. Because I'm going home and I'm spending time with my kids. Yeah. You know. So, but I mean, you guys have a lot of things that you do even with the four, um, and you guys are very intentional with being able what, to. Four? Oh, the four amigos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Los cuatro amigos. But you guys um, are... Four kids, like three kids, Oh, my gosh. I thought I was going crazy. (laughs) I was about to, like, text you guys this week, be like, I I think this is ten times harder than I anticipated that this Uh would be. There you go. (laughs) Please tell me it gets easier. I'll keep asking, and maybe one magical day you'll tell me, nope, this is the number. This is when... This is the age when everything starts to get easier. (laughs) But no, but your older girls have done brownies, like Girl Scout right. stuff. Um, you Griff is in basketball right now. Yeah, and Zoe's cheerleading for yeah. basketball. Yeah. So we haven't jumped into extracurriculars yet because it took us a while. A lot of that though was my I don't know rabbit hole here, but a lot of that was, is my disdain for people who who live vicariously through their kids. So yeah. I like I'm. We're better about it. We're giving them opportunities to do stuff. But I don't need Griffin to be in the NBA right. to have fulfillment in my life. Well, and I also don't want to have things going on six nights a week right. and our weekends right. taken you're, up. You're all over the place. because And we can't do anything and see anybody because right. all our kids have stuff going on. So, exactly. So I don't know. We haven't figured that out yet. But but we have a lot of opportunities starts through church where... Right. Our kids get to hang out and be with other kids and we, but we've, you know, we've met families that we are really good friends with now. And those are the friends that we just call up to hang out with, you know, Mm -hmm. or we, we go out of our way to make sure we spend time with. So, but we have the common bond of church and our faith and stuff though. So do you think Brent looking like being out kind of now of, of at least the EMS world for now? To give you a different perspective, looking at people, like like watching us still do it, or for not them. so much a different perspective. It's it's kind of like the same. Like when I would have my days off, and I'd be out driving around, and I'd see a rig go by with their lights and sirens going, and it's kind of the same feeling now. I'm just like, huh, you got that call, <laughs> wasn't me, you know? I right. Well, at least you have that piece about it. You know, you're, I mean, that's a good sign to, to know that you're like, nope, I'm in the right place that I should be and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. No, I, I I think that everybody that does this job should be able to realize and recognize when it's time to step away. Um, and I did. Like, I, when I started getting burned out, I just, I knew it. And, uh, the you know, I ended up blowing out my knee and, it just gave me the, the chance to just step away from it and and kind of think about it and and I decided that I, I needed to stay out of it at least yeah. you know for a while um, that's fair though I mean it's not like accounting where it's like oh I'm burned out but I'm going to go plug numbers and like nobody's right. life is at stake you know <clears throat> right yeah, but if you're not mentally there at work and you're really I mean you could it really could be worse it could be a yeah. lot worse for somebody you, you know? end up you know getting lazy and and you don't want to do this call because you're burned out and then somebody ends up 
you know, dying or somebody that you could have helped, even if they didn't die, if they're just in pain for something or, I mean, whatever it may be. Right. You know, you didn't do your job. And now somebody else is, is suffering for it because you're tired of doing it. And right. At that point, you just need to, you need to get out. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I, I got that chance. I was starting to feel that burnout and and then my knee went like really shortly after that and uh it happened when it was supposed to just like everything i guess you right. know yeah um I, I got the opportunity to to step back and and breathe a little bit and think without worrying about while well, i'm on shift tomorrow you know so i gotta go um talking with leanne you know and she's like you just need to stay away from it for a while because you know i can see it you know when you come home you're not in a great mood you know and yeah like talking through the day text messages you know i can tell that you're just like you you need a break you need to get away from it so that's cool that's good to have your spouse being able to like call it right out and yeah and And have your back with that too it worked out Good too, because she, like like Jim said, she's a nurse now, so she was able to kind of pick up that slack financially, and I have been lucky enough to do something that I love doing for the whole summer. Yeah, which was just working on bikes. You know, I worked on motorcycles and painted and stuff all summer. That's cool. So I'm at home working. I got my daughter. I'm in my garage. I'm playing with motorcycles. That's not awesome. too shabby. Yeah. Not too shabby. That's good. And yeah, and people were giving me money to do it. You know, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. So that's good. Well, and Leanne sounds like she's really been enjoying her new position and stuff too. So that's been a good. That was uh, that was another out of the blue. Um, Big answer to prayer too. It, it was because she was definitely definitely asking for it, and um, where she was at was. It was not great. So the, it was just out of the blue. A friend of ours, that we, she was an RN when we met her. Um, now she's a, a nurse practitioner. And she just, like, got a hold of us. She said, hey, because I, I, it was during a snowstorm, actually. And she got a hold of me and said, hey, can you come plow my driveway? And so I'm like, yeah, you know. I'll run up there, you know. So I plowed her drive. I got all of her. I said, it's all set. I'm going to take off. And she said, hey, have Leanne get a hold of me. Um, we're looking for an RN for this position. And That's it's really cool. the only position. Like, it, it was just made. You know, so That's she awesome. got a hold of her. And one thing led to another. Now Leanne's, she's hands off. She's not dealing with patients, which she already had that opportunity as an EMT. So she's fine with that. Mm-hmm. She has her office, and she kind of coordinates for the all the nurse practitioners that are out in the field. Um, she has a great boss that understands she has a family, um, and she tells her constantly what a great job she's doing. That's cool. That's um, really cool. Awesome. She's getting to be a part of a new pilot program that they're starting that... I'm not even going to talk about because I 
don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's it's almost like a rural medic or community medic program, but with NPs, which is kind of cool. So she's going to be one of the main people involved in that. So she's got some pretty cool stuff going on, and she's she's really happy where she's at. Um, That's good. And That's cool. She got a really good raise to go there. Amen. Yeah. So (laughs) more motorcycles. Where where one door closes, another opens and something Mm -hmm. like that. It really does. And I think the hardest part, you know, probably I'm guessing for your industry is um, pulling that trigger when you know it's time to make that change and not kind of letting those worries and fears kind of to drive you to stay. Right. And being like really truly believing that there's better for you. Not necessarily that EMS isn't better, but that if there's something better fit for you in this next season and this right. next time period, that that's okay. Um, and that you're not giving up, you're not failing anybody and that you really have to be in the right spot that you're supposed to be. And that, um, I mean, as believers, we know that God's got the next step all lined out. We just have to trust him with that. And I think that folks that don't have that relationship with the Lord are kind of like, crap, what if I make this decision and I put myself out there to hang dry type thing, you know, but, um, and I I wasn't there when all this went down. Yeah. So that was, you know, so you, but you had Leanne kind of speaking into things and and having her encouragement and stuff. So that's a big deal. Having good people around you. And I mean, that kind of goes back to a lot of what we're talking about is just having good community and trusted people that, you know, really do have your, your best, not just have your back, but have your best interest to be able to speak wisdom into Mm -hmm. your life and be able to look at who you are, what's best for you, what's best for your family and really encourage you to do what's right for you. Um, if that means a switch in a position, a switch in the industry, or a switch to like go pursue a new career too, right. you know, like that's, those are all big steps, you know, and I think none of that should be taken lightly, but I think like what you're saying, if, if something's not sitting right and you're getting burned out, that's a dangerous place to be in the medical field to be yeah, taking right. care of people and not have your head space right. So, yeah, and Brian was, um, Brian was a big part of that too with me. That's cool. He, he was just like, dude, you like, you gotta, you gotta do something, man. You know, and he's just, since he left, I mean, since before he left EMS, um, we, he's always, he's always been that kind of voice of reason for me. Yeah. I, he was mad when I got my medic license because we couldn't be partners anymore. <laughs> so like he yelled at me for a long time about that. That's funny. And I was bummed out too because we had a great time being partners. We, I mean, it was like it was just perfect. You know, we said it. We were one of the busiest stations, station two, and uh, you know we took advantage of the downtime and played Call of Duty and. <laughs> You know, and hung out on the couch, oh, and he awesome. would not leave the base to go get food if it was quiet and we hadn't got a call. He refused to leave the base to go get food because the minute we leave, it's going to break that, that good luck leaving. streak. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what's up. But yeah, you know, ever I mean, he. No, those are good got, folks. Tracy and Brian have been dear. I mean, I got to go to Haiti with them, and they yeah. were. I didn't know them before that, and Tracy's one of my dear friends now. They're, they're good folks. Well, I would say for people just starting out to pace yourself. Yes. Like, this is an industry 
for like a final thought from me, I would say pace yourselves, maybe not work a million hours a week. I know the fresh license, you know, I get it. I can remember those days. You want to use it and see everything and get your hands dirty and bloody and all the things. But just pace yourself. This for sure is a marathon career, not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure any length of time at some point you're going to see everything that you're hoping to see anyway. So. Mm-hmm. And stuff you don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... When you first start, you're doing, you're picking up every shift. You're covering for everybody that needs it, you know, because you're excited. You want to get out there and do it, you know, and that's just, you can't do that. I mean, I know, I know you, like, it's hard not to when you first get that license, but just, just ease into it, <laughs> man. And don't, don't, you know, don't work yourself to death. It's just not worth it because then you, you do burn out. All right. That's cool. Thanks for coming on again. It was awesome having you with us again tonight. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Freedom Center Church, for your sp- the space to record and for you know supporting this podcast effort. For our listeners, you can always listen to Sunday service on the same network as well as the Morning After podcast. All right. Awesome. We'll catch you next time.